Moments that matter, pump and dump. Looking back, there are moments that have distinctly changed the course of my life. An invitation to a birthday celebration of my dear friend Carter was given, the locale, Fire Island Pines. It was June 22nd, 2019, and I will never forget. I remember thinking it a daunting thing, not for the lack of love or willingness to celebrate my friend, but for the ill feelings I had towards this place I had never been but heard much about. My boyfriend at the time, ironically named Mark, had mentioned many times his desire to go. In retrospect, my ill feelings and thoughts about Fire Island had nothing to do with its hedonistic ways. It had everything to do with the person I was sharing my life with. A few things I will say about my time with Mark. Mark was a charmer. Indeed, a person who could light up any room, make any person smile or laugh, and had the ability to always seem authentic and truthful. Contrarily, he was hurtful and dishonest and genuinely got off on lies and deceit. Thirdly, I loved him. I loved him in a way that blinded me to almost every red flag that waved vigorously in front of my face. I dreaded Fire Island because the stories I had heard of its denizens all seemed to cater to everything Mark stood for, at least all the negative things he personified. The trek alone was somewhat of a challenge. Even as a seasoned New Yorker, we still had the sense of, wow, we can't believe we made it as we stepped off the ferry in the pines. I felt out of place, and not in the way you feel when you're somewhere you've never been before. I simply felt like I didn't belong. I was raised Mormon, and very conservatively. I say this to let you see where I have come from in my journey. I was going through a renaissance. I was finding myself and finally allowing my queerness to go forth and allowing myself to flourish. Yet, here I stood, in a queer mecca of sorts, and I felt other. I left the island in a dizzying stupor, not quite knowing what I felt about the place I had just experienced. Sure, I had a good time. I swam naked, saw strangers have sex, had pool time, got naked on the beach, took some beautiful photographs, and even met lovely new people. Yet I couldn't shake off the feeling that I didn't belong and that Fire Island was not for me. Was it because I was a Hamptons boy? Was it because my boyfriend and I were off? Or was it simply that I did not know myself and therefore could not fully know Fire Island? We would end up returning to Fire Island three more times. Each time was more dramatic than before, and each time it became more evident that Mark and I had issues. The second time we stayed, we missed the last ferry and spent the night on a bench in the harbor. The third time we found a room at the Belvedere in Cherry Grove, my first time making the trek through the meat rack, an extraordinary place where all I could think during my stay was, if walls could talk. On the fourth visit to the Pines, we decided to bring my best friend, who had never been. Mark ended up hooking up with him, and that was that for our relationship. I didn't find out about that until long after. This summer resulted in my committing to a share with a friend at 132 Beach Hill Walk. The share was to start in May of 2020. Amid a global pandemic, I had to make a choice, to go or not to go. New York City was a bit of a ghost town, and I had been cooped up in my 37th Street apartment for almost three months. A change was needed. I decided to follow through and head on my first trip as a single man to Fire Island Pines. Upon reaching my new share house, I realized that I had no way of knowing who, if anyone, was out there. No one was posting their travels to avoid getting cancelled. I mentioned this to our house mother, and they said, Hop on Grinder; it'll tell you who's here. This advice, albeit brilliant, didn't sit well with me. You see, I was not a Grinder fan. My first Grinder experience was one of the worst experiences I've had and left me bleeding and sore for a month, perhaps a story for another time. I, however, took the advice and started looking around. 
To my surprise, many people I knew were on the island. It made sense when I thought about it. Why quarantine in a shoebox apartment in New York City when you could do the same thing on a beach, open air and quiet? I received a few messages which I read but ignored. I was still very cognizant of the global pandemic and my health. One particular message I decided to entertain. His stats seemed great, average height, build, and hung bottom. He was handsome and only 15 feet away. He was also married, which seemed a safe choice since I wasn't looking for anything serious. He was polite but straightforward. We exchanged niceties, and when it got to the nudes sharing, I knew he'd want what I was packing. They usually did. My nudes, effortless, chic, artsy, a little absurd, his, quite normal, and to be honest, I was intrigued but slightly taken aback by their brashness. We chatted for a few days about different scenarios. One of these, he mentioned, his husband could watch while we played. A suggestion I found made me seriously nervous. After a long back and forth, I received a, You aren't going to hook up with me, are you? A response that I loved because he was astute enough to know that I had no intention of actually meeting up with him. I responded honestly and mentioned I wasn't playing with others for obvious reasons, but enjoyed chatting with him. The conversation abruptly ended since it was clear what he was looking for. The next day, out of boredom, and I genuinely couldn't stop thinking about him, I decided to send him a message. What are you up to? I sent. A few moments later, I received an image. I immediately assumed it was a nude, so I opened the message, and I see an industrial-sized deli slicer. I'm slicing prosciutto and cheese for lunch, he stated. I was rather stunned. Who buys an industrial-sized slicer for their beach home, I thought. I was intrigued, and when I considered it more, I knew that it was absolutely something I would do. I am known for going all out in almost everything I do. I was impressed. So, when a few hours later I got a message from him saying, come over for a quick pump and dump, I gasped slightly and responded with a lazy, sure. I knew he did not expect my response because he was actually at his friend's house on 62 Bay for cocktail hour. He said he'd run back and we'd meet at 127 Beach Hill Walk or the Naughty Pine. This exact moment, this simple and lazy sure, indeed changed everything about my life. Each moment and choice I made, accepting an invite to a birthday celebration on Fire Island, my diminishing relationship that opened my eyes to a non-heteronormative relationship, my giving Fire Island a chance, and my curiosity for the people on the island. All of these culminated in the perfect catalyst for me to find not one, but two extraordinary partners.